1: Hello, everybody. Shit. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Broadway Breakdown, my obsession. I am... One half of your hosts, Matt Koplick, as always. Your other half of a host, John Wescavage, is not here. Uh, he has decided that we need some space. That we need to see other people. So I am off about to do a podcast with Ben Platt, and he's off to do a podcast with um, Jason Biggs. I feel like that's sort of the uh, equal, you know, doppelgangers is of that. Of real? Us. No, God no.
0: Uh-huh. No, that's
1: not real. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you? Bitch! How do you think I know Ben Platt? I don't know nobody. Everyone um, knows But somebody. it's fine. My, oh, wow, tea. Anyway, welcome to the pod, our guest for my
0: obsession, Mr. Trey Gerald. Yay! Welcome, Trey. Hi. Uh, how are you today? I'm good. It's a nice uh, cold day. Yes. Here in Manhattan. Chilled. But not too cold. It's not like, um, it's not like painfully cold. No. Which is I've been out of town, though. I've been in Key West. So <laughs> it's very cold. Yes, Jesus Christ. You are that gay that just goes to Key West for a long period of time. It seems that way. But it is. Fu- I do think it's funny when New Yorkers complain about how cold it is, but we mm-hmm. all chose to live in New York. Yes, so we So it's like, shut up.
1: I mean, yeah. I I feel like a lot of us complain not like, oh, can you believe this terrible situation? We should do something about it. And more just like, I need to say it, because if I don't say it, I will go crazy. That's true. Yeah. Just get it out. Yeah, just get it out. Mm-hmm. I mean... I feel like that's both New Yorkers and gay men's mentality. Just get it out. (laughs) Get it out. Um, Trey, hold on a second. You will know from quite a few TV and films, uh, you would have seen him on Orange is the New Black, on uh, You're the Worst, on Younger as a male
0: empirical employee. Is that true? Yeah, but they cut all of my lines. Why would they do that? That's that's homophobia. It was really sad, and it aired on our honeymoon, and we watched it. And you were in the you were in the episode with Jane Krakowski. I was. Yeah. Who? So what? Were, what were your lines? Say them now. So that oh, I don't remember. It was episode three of the first season. Yes. So it, no one knew what it was. True. Um, I knew what it was. I mean, I knew what it was too. And Darren Starr, yeah, who I was too scared to say anything to, and it's maybe one of my biggest regrets um I but, get that but um I was so starstruck because obviously Sutton Foster Sutton Foster and uh no one spoke to me in between takes it was oh well okay whatever we're being recorded but yes. no one spoke to me what like in a way that everyone just ignored you or everyone was busy with a in between like, like every setup it would be like they would put the little chairs and uh-huh. everyone like Sutton's just like not engaging on her phone Hillary was not engaging On her phone. That's... And who was the other one? Oh, Jane Jane Garkowski. Or Miriam Shore. Miriam Miriam Shore. Shore. Yeah. Just not talking.
1: Well, have you thought maybe it's because you were not interesting enough?
0: Well, I do accept the responsibility that I didn't engage either. Mm -hmm. But I... You know, I was a guest. It's like they don't have to take care of me. No, it's not their
1: job. But, you know, it's nice to be friendly. Uh, Sometimes being friendly can make you leave a Broadway show rather abruptly. Uh... As we've learned this week in the in the in the Broadway Press, wait, what? Oh, huh, Nate. Wait, wait first of all, before we before we get to that, uh-huh. Trey also has a show, a project, if you will, called the Queens Project, uh, mm-hmm. which I watched the uh, the beginning of the first episode as you were heading up here. But I I think it.
0: Well, I'm not in the first episode.
1: No, I saw I saw another. I saw a beginning of season three episode something that you were at the beginning of with uh, Tim Murray, who I'm trying to get on the pod. Yes, oh, uh, he would love to. Yeah, it's tricky because he's rarely in town, so we'd have to do like a Skype session and... I mean, we gays are lazy by nature. Nobody wants to, like, set up equipment to be a guest on a podcast. But he has a podcast so you could, like, trade off. It's true. You'll do this, he'll do yours. I don't think he wants me on his podcast. I think he's like, who's this bitch? No. He's like, I'm deigning to be on your pod. No. I don't need you on mine. No, Um, that's not true. The only thing I can say, like, my only cachet is that I've got a lot of opinions, and half of them are, you know, unjustified or unresearched, so. That's, so that's, let's record them and put them in the world. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yes, I watched the beginning. You were having a Skype session with Tim. It was very funny because you said something about like harboring a fugitive and your fiance has crabs. And I was like, carve that into my tombstone.
0: Yes. I love that
1: line. But then I started to watch the beginning of the first episode and then you showed up. And so now I really don't know what the show about, but it seems funny.
0: Yeah. The Queen's Project is written by Ken Arpino mm-hmm. and we had three seasons and I think that my I think that might be the end. We were working on a fourth and I don't know money.
1: Well, that's unfortunate. yeah um,
0: but you're all very attractive gays, so I wanted to hate the show. Oh wait, wait Broadway Broadway. Andre Jordan, who is in that, is making his debut in the Diana. Diana musical. a true musical Oh, yeah. we'll see just how true it is. and Chris Dewan, do we know Chris Dewan? Chris Dewan. He was in Finding Neverland. Oh. He was like the little guy that picked up all of the folding chairs. Do you remember that little? I... <sighs> he's also in, he's like the Seymour Orrin Scrivello cover.
1: Oh, fun! I have a friend who just uh, joined that company as a. Oh, Jeremy company. Jordan? Yes, Jeremy Jordan. <laughs> Jeremy Jordan and I are butt buddies. Oh.
0: <laughs> I know, we'd all pay to see that porn, wouldn't we? Uh, wait, no. I have a Jeremy Jordan story before we. Jesus discuss. Christ, we're going. This all is lives. like a fourth tangent off of a tangent. Go for it. Go for it. I was once a reader for Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. and Jeremy Jordan came in, and uh, it was f- the show didn't go, but uh, so it was like he was auditioning for like the lead male, and the scenes were opposite the lead girl. Mm-hmm. So I like started the scene, and I it was literally like hey, and the casting director stopped and was like you don't have to talk like a girl to me ha! and I was not affecting a female voice and it was mortifying um, that's my German I Jordan wanna story. know I, cause I was a reader for Warner Brothers for a hot second too wasn't Meg Simon yeah oh, she's I'm not Meg. there anymore no
1: she's not um, that's yeah. to say Finding Neverland <laughs> clearly Trey has not listened to much of this podcast because <laughs> if you have you know how much I hate Finding Neverland the musical I was not a fan with no. a I burning think. passion um i even if i don't like a show i try to find not the merit but you know i try to not tear it completely to shreds if i feel like they tried something and maybe they, it just didn't work out finding neverland is one of like three broadway musicals that i just know not like not a single thing only three um i mean that's being fair there are plenty of others that i probably could but i don't um I've gone on the record as to saying Finding Neverland, Be More Chill, and uh, Jagged Little Pill are like the three musicals where I'm like, A- absolutely not. You don't get um, any. Uh, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Breathing space. I don't know. You don't. You don't get any leeway with me. Mm-hmm. I could do the same for like King Kong and Pretty Woman, but you know, <laughs> l- let them go. Oh my God, let it go. I forgot about King Kong. So did the people in the show. Mm. So did the creators of King Kong. Not those puppeteers. No, those puppeteers earned their keep. That cast worked really Mm. hard. I will give them a lot of credit for that. That show was fighting them tooth and nail. They tried so hard to make it interesting, and the material and the
0: production just worked so hard against them. What did they write? Oh, Beetlejuice, right? That the same the, yeah, this
1: the same composer lyricist did Beetlejuice, and like at I at the same time. Yeah, and I really like Beetlejuice. That was the tea I was referring to earlier. Sophia and Caruso, oh, I did hear about. Yes, that. Yes, right. abruptly left, and I did reach out to a friend of mine when the news came out, and I said, "I need you to reach every contact you have and find me any tea you can find." And he did. He was he's a good friend, but you know, it's it's there's no like major drama, just she wanted an out and they were more than happy to give it to her.
0: That's not the tea that I heard.
1: Oh? Well, I mean, I'm not gonna elaborate any further from what I heard. That was a very mild version of what I heard, but I did not hear of any, like, major brawls, although there were rumors of that, but that's not the tea that I got. Um, I don't know. I Just be nice, people. Be nice. And try to, like, show up eight times a week if you can. Did you... Like Heathers. Did I like Heathers? Do you know why I just asked Yes, you that? I know exactly why you asked me that. But did I like the musical Heathers? No. Okay. Do I do I listened to Dead Girl Walking and Beautiful a lot at the gym? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh however, I have found that I only really like hearing Barrett Wilbur Weed sing those two songs. I when it's a girl who sings it effortlessly. It's like Patty Lapone and Avita, you know? Like I there's something missing when it's a girl who you know can just queef it out eight times a week. Like when there's a little danger there, it makes it better. Yeah. I did that with a little shoulder shimmy. Billy, I
0: beg to zip with you. How do you mean? You're the top. Yeah. You're an arrow collar. You're the top.
1: You're a Coolidge dollar. All right, Trey, let's, let's, let's do it once one more
0: time, once and for all. What is your obsession? Okay, so my Broadway obsession is an illegal activity... <laughs> said this three times it's an illegal activity called bootlegging which i don't condone illegal activities but i grew up in south carolina mm-hmm. and i had never been to new york my parents had never been to new york until i moved here um so going to see broadway shows was not really an option and my family wasn't artistically cultured enough to like see touring shows Mm-hmm. um So, like, the big Broadway shows, like, the closest they would come would be, like, Charlotte, North Carolina. They didn't really come to Columbia. That, they didn't, it really wasn't a big thing. So, the only access I had was illegal bootlegs. And I was raised watching the Mary Martin, Peter Pan, which was not a bootleg, but it was a filmed, uh, version of the stage musical. It gave you a taste of filming stage shows. It gave me like a sensibility of musicals that wasn't like Disney. Yeah. That's like a Broadway musical. And then in 2001, there was a pay-per-view record pro shot recording of Jekyll and Hyde live on Broadway. And that was like fundamental to me Mm -hmm. because it was like literally a Broadway theater. And I was like, holy shit. Like, The energy of a Broadway show. Because I didn't know. Like, I didn't, you know. To me, it was, like, Broadway. Mm -hmm. It was, like, so being able to see that was very important to me. When did you watch the Into the Woods recording? I wrote that down. That's (laughs) fine. I didn't see... It was probably around that time, honestly, because Mm -hmm. I remember I wasn't... I went to a boarding high school, but only for junior and senior year, so... Well, I, remember being, uh-huh. I remember being. I remember being. Would it have be been really awkward if you had not acknowledged that comment and just, like, let me say it and have it die in the air like a predator? No, 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 no. <laughs> Wait, well, it was like a performing arts high school, so it was like oh, everyone no. was a homosexual. Mm. There were, like, less that's straight le- guys. No, that's less hot. It's more hot when it's, like. No, honey, there were dancers. There were I No, I mean, dancers. like, queer as folk when it's, like, forbidden and oh. you don't know if they're gay or straight. Oh my and, god, like- that pilot episode, do you remember? When, like, Justin, like, goes to, like, an academy, yeah, and was like jerking the football player off in the locker room. Do you yeah, ever that's pilot? not that's
1: not the pilot. That's like oh, episode
0: two or three. Yeah, oh, oh my no. god, the mom. Yeah, well, the
1: car it, scene. Oh, that, first of all, honey, I actually was re-watching Queer as Folk a few months ago because I wanted to see if it was as good as I remember. It's not. Um, just like you know, ten year old me remembered watching it on Showtime and thinking this was like. The most important thing I'd ever seen because it was gay lives and, and gay sex and jerking off football jocks. And I was like, this is
0: monumental. But the acting is not great. I remember I had to buy the box set from like Japan. Like I found it somewhere online. Mm-hmm. Um, Randy Harrison. Randy Harrison. Broadway. It's Broadway. Um, we're <laughs> so Trey and I are also now both looking at the recorder to making sure that it's still recording because we've been burned twice now. It's okay. Some like it hot so what was it okay so right jekyll and hyde jekyll and hyde colleen sexton we're obsessed with her we talked about that yes you, that's the gist guys we've talked about it twice now she's just great look, yeah look her up jekyll and hyde colleen sexton and then there's also <laughs> on youtube today so on youtube today there are, <laughs> it someone has uploaded the dress rehearsal of the recording. Yes, yes. And she doesn't do any of the crazy riffs. No. So you can watch back to back like her dress rehearsal where she's saving and then the actual recording where she's like, Bitch, this is for posterity. I'm doing every crazy ass riff. Mm-hmm. So look that up. Although uh, wait, wait sorry, yep. that's reminding me of something.
1: Um so I'm assuming you're familiar with Susicle You're a gay who likes Seussical. I had a bootleg of Susicle Uh yes there is a bootleg of Susicle There is so I have not watched it yet, but if you go to the Lincoln Center Performing Arts Library, they have recorded a lot of shows for posterity. Um, and the cast
0: knows when that's happening. Like you sign a contract, you get paid for it, and everything. I was at the recording for the producers. Oh no way! That's the first Broadway show I saw. That and okay. that was the night they were filming it for Lincoln that's Center. That's a that's a good one to have be your first. I know. Not just the producers, but like the night the cameras are there, so you know that they're
1: giving it their all. I know. Um, a, there's a I have not watched it at the library yet, but there's a rumor that one of the Bird Girls because she knew it was being recorded in Seussicle, like, did an extra flourish for her exit for one of the scenes. But, like, because it was different, did not really adjust to how everything worked and, like, (gasps) face-planted as she went off stage. Oh, hilarious. So you can, like, see her feet (laughs) on the stage as
0: she face-plants. That's what I hear. That's the rumor. (laughs) Uh, God, I hope it's true. Yeah, but are you gonna go and check it out? Maybe. I don't know. I've got nothing else to do. Well, that's the other side. I'm not married like
1: you are, Trey. I don't have has been activities I'm alone and I watch Lincoln Center recordings I'm an old woman <laughs> well, okay
0: you just yes. looked at me like I was a crazy I'm person I'm agreeing <laughs> also that is like the other side I, I, I think of b- bootlegs in three categories there's like professional bootlegs which is like Into the Woods yes um, and then there's like the illegal ones mm-hmm. and then there are what?
1: you said three so there's the ones like into the woods where it's filmed professionally correct then the illegal ones that come from the audience and then what's the third one like audio ones or, or? no and i forget what i was gonna say well to be fair we have been recording for an hour um, although we only have like 25 minutes of footage
0: yeah I, what was my point i have no clue i don't recall anyway um we're gay, it's so, talking about theater. We don't have points. So... Oh, you said if I was going to go to Lincoln Center and watch now oh, right, and Call, that... and then I shamed you for being happily married. No, that's the thing. That's what I was going to say. Illegal audience members doing it. Mm-hmm. Then there's Lincoln Center. Yes. And then there are, like, professional production ones. Yeah, like, that you can buy. Correct. Those are the three. Yes. Um, so I was obsessed with Thoroughly Modern Millie, mm-hmm. and there was no way for me to see it. So I got the information on how to... Acquire a VHS tape because of your friend Rachel, Rachel Bradwell. Hello, um, and Call her brother Beau. Um So I got an OBC <laughs> recording of *Thoroughly Modern Millie*, and then I just started getting all, everything I possibly could. It's like I had *Aida*, I Aida. had uh, Array with Raul Esparza and Gina Gershon. Gina Gershon, *Doggy Chow*, *Doggy Chow*, *Caesar's Palace*. I saw um, her in Bye Bye Birdie. That was unfortunate. I know. She was so much not a dancer that yeah. at one point she just moved across the stage on the I, bear I, belt.
1: Yes, I remember she did the ending Spanish Rose and her quote unquote dance was she basically would turn. And I guess she's flexible because she would do a kick and her skirt would kind of flourish. And that was her dance. So she would sort of like turn and kick and
0: turn and kick. I remember how scandalous that revival was yeah it's like how do you do an unsuccessful production of bye bye, bye, bye birdie, birdie that every did. community theater has done listen i mean i know it was a roundabout show but it
1: speaks volumes that the night i saw it the woman next to me was asleep within the first five minutes <gasps> within no. the first five minutes english teacher had started and she was dead asleep i i
0: Love by Verdi.
1: I do too. It's a fun show. That yeah. was just not a fun production. Yes. And let's be honest, like everyone in that company, insanely talented. Yeah. Gina Gershon, Jane Shell was it's just a mess. Yeah, it was a big mess. Sometimes that happens. Um, but you said cabaret with Gina Gershon and Raúl Esparza. Uh, what are other ones in your library? What is your most prized bootleg possession?
0: Um, video wise, because there are also audio. Right, so that's also part of this is that I would get bootlegs like before YouTube had like really blown up mm-hmm. because it, like I was well into getting bootlegs by the time Wicked came along, which I think was ha, continues to be incredibly documented. Yes, it does. Um, there is a there is a bootleg of the entire original company early in Broadway previews. I remember I the boot the the VHS of Wicked that I had mm-hmm. was. Kristen Chenoweth's last performance, and mm. I remember being so mad because she like she just referenced. Well, she, yeah, she just like referenced. It was her last show, and it, mm-hmm. it made me so mad because I wasn't like seeing the show. Yeah, um, <laughs> that. You know what's super gay is that I
1: I've I've seen Wicked twice. Both times early in the run, like right the week before it opened, and then like. Nine months later, because Chenoweth had just left, and Jennifer Laura Thompson was the new Glinda. Correct. <laughs> and I can tell from the bootleg of Wicked that's on Broadway that it's early in Broadway previews because it's mostly the same show. There are just like certain tweaks that hadn't been made quite yet. Like in Dancing Through Life, the whole "What's in this punch?" Uh, apple, uh, some it's apples and something in pears. Oh my! Mm. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't remember. It's a uh, it's apple. It's like apples and it's uh, God damn it. I was I don't remember what the third fruit is. Which is what most people say about me when I'm with my two friends. They say, I don't remember the name of the third fruit. How dare you? How um, dare you? Uh, it's like apples and mangoes and pears. Oh, my. And it's Nessa Rose and Bach, normally. Uh-huh. But in the bootleg, it's uh, Fiero and Glinda. And it, it's like a tiny little moment where they just say that. And it, I think it's even before... It might even be before the Nessa Nessa. I've got something to confess a bit. I can't remember. But... Clearly, like, that all got reworked somewhere in the second week right. of previews.
0: So, I don't know. It's, it's just fun to see the show, like, where it was almost completely crystallized. It's well, I think, quite there yet. I think that the, like, polarizing idea of a bootleg is that it's illegal. Sure. Because, I guess, that comes from the union and the actors aren't being compensated and mm-hmm. the producers are not making money. And so... In my day, when I was paying someone who bought it from someone who sat in the audience and shaky recorded it, mm-hmm. that's illegal. Um, but what happened for me as someone who became an actor and moved to New York and, you know, like, saw Wicked, I've seen it twice, I think, three times live. Mm-hmm. So it's like I was able... I remember I had um, the Hairspray bootleg... And when I ca- came to New York, I wanted to see it live. Mm-hmm. And I remember like, oh my, do you remember the act curtain was like, it looked like it was hair. Yeah. It was like the bottom strand mm-hmm. was so straggly. Like it must've gotten caught at some point and it was like late in the run. Yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I mean, it was like a real eye opener though. It's like Broadway is still just like theater and like, yeah. you know, things happen and they're not always going to stay on top of it. Uh But that was a shock to my, like, 19-year-old self. That was like, Broadway? (laughs) What are you doing, Broadway? Um, Believe me, I get it. So my... Most prized one. So it took me a really long time to get this, but I have a bootleg of Parade Mm -hmm. that is fully black and white, and it's, like, fully someone's head is in half of the frame the entire show. Mm Mm-hmm. But it was enough to like get an experience of mm. it. And Christy Carlson Romano her she cracks in her song. <gasps> which is no. really sad. Um, but like
1: that's so special because yeah. and I'm sure she wouldn't mind that like I'm sure the crack is unfortunate but if, she, I wonder, if you were to tell her that that exists she'd probably want to see do it do you think
0: Par- is Parade at Lincoln Center
1: yes 100% it is oh. yes. well because they did it at Lincoln Center right. and even but though it didn't run very long they recorded anything? most of the shows that were at the Beaumont have been recorded despite the length of the run right
0: they just go downstairs and
1: yeah, film it same and, well, like, and roundabout and the public it's a lot of the non-for-profit theaters do it because the runs are short they usually like have it figured out and the finances and in the contracts of how to do it Um, because I mean and there are also shows that had very short runs on Broadway that weren't non-performing Non for profit that are recorded uh, one of my personal favorite Broadway flops Smile is recorded at oh the my Lincoln God. Center Library I adore Smile speaking of encores they need to do it pronto yeah why have they not because they're stupid These the listeners of this pod are done with hearing me talk about Smile sorry about it guys but also guess what guys when well, my first bootleg was that I ever purchased was you guessed it the 94 Lincoln Center Carousel with Audra McDonald and most importantly Sally Murphy mm. um, do you know who Sally Murphy is Trey yeah oh well thank you i'm sorry not most people don't um the listeners of this pod know who she is because i talk about her all the damn time she is the ultimate julie jordan sorry about it kelly and jesse Mueller,
0: but it's it's sally murphy or bust. um oh jul what julie jordan no um uh, uh waitress what's her name jesse Mueller. that was she was she the most recent one yes she was yeah, and I didn't that, see that garbage revival? I didn't see it. it. There was no need to. It
1: was garbage. Everyone who's in that production is very talented, but that was a garbage production. And there's a bootleg of it that you can see. Although apparently it's early in the run, so they didn't cut nearly as much in that video as they eventually cut. They cut so much text I wanted to fucking scream. Really? Yeah. That's another thing about bootlegs is that depending on when it is in the run, it's not necessarily indicative to what the show was. Eventually. Right. Um, sometimes changes happen. For example, there's a wonderful bootleg of the Lacusa Wild Party, which in our earlier take we <laughs> talked about and we it, I'm a I am a Lippa and I'm a here. Lacusa. Yeah. Uh, which I said something derogatory that's really not true because If it's if it were true, then I would be a Lipa fan, but I'm not. So that's you know what I'm talking about. But I'm not going to talk about with the with the with the with the. We'll keep them guessing. We'll keep them guessing. What did he mean? Uh, But it is not like because that wild party had a very long tedious preview process because it started at like two hours and forty five minutes, no intermission, and they had to yeah because they were like we wanted to seem like one night and continuous, but you know like they had to cut shit. Uh, And they do. They eventually got it down to about two hours. And this video is somewhere towards the end of the preview process because most of the cuts are done. It's just like there are certain tempos that are a little slower and certain verses that are still there that eventually get cut. So it's like, oh, this is probably that last week where they were
0: like really looking for shit to cut. Then You just reminded me, I had a bootleg... Of the last West Side Story revival. Yep, the one that, with Karen Oliva. Yeah, that Lin Manuel, like, all of the Spanish songs were Spanish. in Spanish. Mm-hmm. But by the time I saw it on Broadway, it was back had, to English, right? They had changed all the songs back to English because tourists were complaining. How do you think they're feeling about this current revival? <laughs> have you seen it? I have not. I won't. I won't see it. Yeah, okay. I saw it and was so obsessed mm-hmm. that I literally went. Home, and told my husband that we had to buy tickets for him to see it, uh-huh, so we're going back in March, okay, controversy aside i I did not see any of his plays i haven't seen i didn't see crucible ne- and i didn't see network or view from the bridge yeah i didn 't see any of them, so i don't really know who he is but I'm glad, I loved it. I'm glad you
1: loved it. I have seen four of his shows. I saw Crucible, Network View from the Bridge, and I saw Lazarus in New York Theater Workshop, and I just really didn't like any of them. Oh, really? Um, yeah, he just doesn't do it for me. So I feel like I know what he's going to bring to this West Side Story, and I right. like it on. I like the idea of it on paper, bringing danger and passion and whatnot. I just I don't think he's going to do it in a way that'll be effective for
0: me. Well, I literally went like I bought tick. I bought my ticket like an hour and a half before the show, mm-hmm. and only skeptical like i was so mad about that dancer person i was so Omar. mad we call him a margo himself on this pod him yeah, him yeah i was <laughs> so to... mad about the like vogue article about them cutting, cutting the out shit. yeah i was like so mad and i saw the tony understudy mm. and the maria understudy it's always understudies at West Side Story. This production, the last production, understudies galore, babe. I did see the original riff, who has been replaced, but, but yes. I literally saw West Story and it mm-hmm. was the Tony and the Maria were out. Are you fucking kidding me? That happened? But I loved the product. I thought it was really smart. Okay. 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 Billy, I beg to zip it with you. How do you mean? You're the top. Yeah. You're an arrow collar. You're the top.
1: We talk all the time on this pod about attendance and, and stamina. And as Patty said in her memoir, people don't train anymore. And that's true. But I think a lot of the reasons why there are people who call out, speaking of your Tony and Maria, part of it is that I do think actually Broadway musicals have become more demanding than they used to be. Well, of course. Um, well, we say, of course, but there are going to be those old queens who are like, well, Merman never missed. And I'm like, okay, can Merman sing World Burns in Mean Girls? <laughs> Like, not that I think it's a great song, but it goes up to, like, a fucking E and sustains. Like, Merman never did that. Um, d- you know, could Mary Martin kick face eight times a week and do a cooter slam and then have to do the rest of show off? Like, <laughs> it's fucking hard. Right. And then on top of that, with bootleg culture, it's, you know, I'm sure there were bum nights for Mary Martin and Ethel Merman. You know, if they did a show, if they did all 800 performances of a show, you cannot guarantee me that every single one of them was perfect. Or Like right. they maybe didn't option down on something. And in our bootleg culture, like if there's a night where you option down or like you don't quite have it, odds are someone's out there with a video camera, video camera with a, with a cell phone and they're recording it yeah. visually or audib- audio audibly audibly audibly. And what's that going to do for you in the
0: future when there's, like, footage out there of you fucking up real bad? It's also, I think, as an actor, it's cool to watch bootlegs. Um, Like, there's such a recorded history of, (laughs) like, every female that played Elle Woods. Mm -hmm. Like, all of the covers... um, I don't know. I think it's like... I'm never going to oh, play Elwha. It's like it's yeah. just fascinating to see...
1: All the different versions yeah. and what these... Yeah, no, absolutely. That's another wonderful thing is when you see all the different performances. Sorry. All the different performances, all the different interpretations, and like, I don't know, just different uh, styles of production sometimes. And when you hear all the time about the legend of some performances, you kind of want to know because a cast recording won't always do it justice. Right. So I'm thrilled that there is video footage out there of natasha richardson and cabaret i'm thrilled that there is footage of the 94 carousel so people can just they can get a taste of what made it so special fun fact actually uh there are two bootlegs of the 94 carousel one is the entire original cast like second week of previews and it's just it's at the beaumont so it's really far away or no it's on it's on the side of the theater but it's basically just of the thrust and it's not great like color quality either but it's the entire original company and it's the entire show And then there's another video that is, like, six months into the run, and Audra's not in. It's her understudy, and it's an understudy for Billy Bigelow, but I think everything else is the same. And it's so much better visual quality, but it's Uh. also only 90 minutes of the show. Uh. Um, And then there's also reviewers' reels, and I have all three. And I was once requested by someone to, like, splice it all together to create, like, the ultimate bootleg of Carousel, and I did, and I posted it on YouTube, and then I got got taken down down six
0: months before the Broadway production started uh, previews. I also hear that Jason Robert Brown is really big about taking things down immediately. Uh, I'm sure
1: he is. But also, I mean, there's that Mean Girls bootleg of the entire original company that, like, Kept on getting taken down, and did now it's. Did you love up. Mean Girls? You keep talking about it. I know it's just what's in my head right now. Oh. I did. I did not love Mean Girls. No, uh, I liked it a bit more than Heather's, but I did not really care for either. Um I thought Mean Girls was fine, but I don't. I don't know why that's in my head so much. I think just that's like when I think of bootlegs, that's just sort of what's at the forefront because I keep seeing it pop up as like things to watch on yeah. YouTube.
0: Uh, which just proves oh, to me I, that it's... Have you seen the bootleg of Last Five Years, Original Company? Oh, yeah. Wait, oh, with Sharon A. God, Scott or yes. Lauren Kennedy? No, not Lauren Kennedy. Okay, yeah, Sharon A. Is... Scott. I haven't seen a full one of Lauren Kennedy. only I... see him smiling or whatever. Uh, I've only seen The Summer in Ohio,
1: not... That, yeah, 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 yeah. Ohio. There apparently is something... There's one that exists. Um, because there's also a video of Norbert Leo Butts doing I Could Be In Love With Someone Like You from that production. Oh, wow. yeah. Uh, I think there's a whole video of that whole of that production, but I don't know where you find it. If you know, listeners, let us know. But yes, I have seen the Sherry Renee Scott one. And That's a good one. Like that audience is it's in it. Really good. They sound great. And the camera is like always at the right place. Mm-hmm. I have to. That one makes me think it might have been someone involved. I think in it's involved. I yeah. definitely think it's. It's someone. the same thing with the drowsy chaperone. Boot like the. There, well, there's two. There's one in previews and it's from the mezzanine. It's like a perfect angle. It gets absolutely everything It zooms in and out at the right time. I have a drowsy and maybe it's that one. What's yeah. the other one? The, it's the other one is a weird angle or something. No, it's not. It's not the the videography itself. It's just it's a few months into the run. The energy's a little low, and the audience oh. is not quite as into it. Right. Um. But it's clearer visually. Actually, uh, you can just sort of tell. Like Sutton might be a little sick. I think Beth Level might be a little sick. Everyone's energy is just like not quite as high pitched as in the first one. And I think that's because in the first one they're still in pre- previews. It's very exciting. Right. The audience doesn't know what to expect. Uh, Yeah, but that's like another example. With those two different videos, you have one where like everyone's giving it 10 out of 10. The audience is into it. And the other one, everyone's giving it
0: like 8.5 out of 10. And the audience is like kind of into it. Uh, Have have you you seen The Taboo? I have not. I, I don't know how many there are, but the one that I have is The Closing Night. Okay. And so it's like you can't even hear the dialogue because they're screaming. Oh, yeah. So hardcore. Well, that Which is so... I mean, it's so amazing. Oh, I love that energy. Because it's all the super fans. Well, we talked about this before. I'm pretty sure it's lost in the other, <laughs> other takes.
1: I can't remember. So I, I apologize if uh, it is on here. But I have the audio soundboard, the soundboard bootlegs of... Original production of Evita opening night, Sweeney Todd opening night, Dreamgirls opening night, uh, Smile the night before it opens, and uh, uh, the La Cusa Wild Party closing night. And, like, you want to talk about energy in the theater, uh, because Smile, weirdly enough, like, that audience fucking gets it and the Broadway production is very different from what's now licensed the licensed mm-hmm. version is better but like every gay in America is in that theater for the final preview of Smile because every mm-hmm. pop culture joke Howard Ashman makes that audience is like gosh right. they they live for the line um, like Jerry Ferraro we girls of tomorrow <laughs> they lived for it um, they just, oh god they were so into it and the La a wild party like th- th- honestly I'm pretty sure it's like 10 minutes longer than a normal performance because that audience dies for everything yeah. every line every song um you know dream girls and evita that audience will like not let them leave the stage it's especially have you listened to the patty lapone opening night of evita never okay so when this is over i will play you a little bit i think it's the best she's ever sounded Especially singing that score. Wow. And she even claims she had the flu. But Rainbow High, she like puts this growl on um, So Lauren Me and the audience just mm. like in it. They, they cheer for her, like they spontaneously just cheer for her. <laughs> does a bootleg cross the line
0: from illegal to historical? Yeah, I don't... I don't know. what the. I mean, I guess it depends on... Well, I mean, the, the company can't be performing live any longer. hmm Right? Yes. Preferably once they're all dead, so I guess we don't it, offend them. Like anymore. when something is lore, and then you can see footage of it. What, how, when do things become lore? I don't know. Is there like an age? I feel like when things get revived. Okay. And then you're like, that's shit. Think about this the last time. Oh, I do that anyway without ever having seen the original.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I never saw the original Fiddler. It doesn't stop me from saying shitty things about new productions. <laughs> Although, Ooh. did you see the Yiddish one? No. Yiddish Fiddler was delightful. Um, I just did not care for the Bartlett Cher one. Girl,
0: yeah, I'm right there fucking with you. Yeah, it just looked like it took place in the Guggenheim, you know? I, I'm i not going to discuss that. That's fine. <laughs> um We don't, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to My gonna husband discuss. has played Muddle maybe four times, so I've seen so many Fiddler on the Riffs. Mm-hmm. I've just did just you see that. the Alfred Molina one? I did not, and I should have because Sally Murphy was in it, but I wasn't obsessed with her yet because I didn't know much about that carousel yet. <gasps> oh my God, there's a bootleg. I think it's Aurora Spider-Woman, actually. hmm because Nancy Opal, yes, it was Barbara Barbara Barry and Nancy yes. Opal were the Yentas, right? Yes, and they changed during previews. Yes, she had a song that they cut, so you can see both performances, which oh, is really interesting. Yeah, that is fantastic.
1: Uh, I have listened to that cast recording because Laura Michelle Kelly's voice for me is just like butter upon butter, and I really like her her vocal inflections on Matchmaker.
0: I think that that was controversial. I think that uh because it was like a British production and like yeah
1: it was completely How many
0: of them were Jewish? Like zero. Yeah, nobody in that in that production. But was I thought Jewish. the I thought the production itself was so beautiful. Again, like But I also was it. a younger person at the time and mm-hmm. Who knows what I?
1: I mean, all the photos and videos I've seen, it it looked stunning just on a visual level. Yeah. Uh, from what I understand, it did not have a lot of the heat and the humor that Filler can
0: have. Which you honestly, mean Rosie O'Donnell isn't a good Golda? I don't know. I'm not going to judge her. I know Harvey Firestein isn't a good Tavia. I know what do you're mean. I know you're being
1: bitchy, but I'm not going to comment on their performances. <laughs> I've never seen their performances. I'm right. vi- listen. I can be. Sorry if this word offends anybody. I can be a cunt, but I am fair. I do not judge an actor's performance if I haven't seen it.
0: Hmm. Um, I will absolutely judge a musical if I haven't seen it. There's a difference there. Do you count if you've seen a bootleg of their performance?
1: Um, I will always... Give the disclaimer that I've seen only a bootleg, but I will judge based off of the bootleg, yes. So I'll be like, I've only seen it on in this respect, but like from this respect, this is what I got. Right. Um, so, for example, uh, I saw Glenn Close do Sunset Boulevard at the Palace a few years ago. Did not care for it Me in neither. any way. First of all, it was my first time seeing the show completely. And I was surprised at how bad of a musical I thought it was. Um and I hated her. But then I was like, you know what? Let me watch the bootleg of Betty Buckley, because everyone's always going on about like how great she was. There are so many bootlegs. There are. Well, there's bootlegs of her in London and there's bootlegs of her on Broadway. Yes. Um and she is great. She's definitely the best that I that I watched between the two of them. However, the two best versions of As If We Never Said Goodbye and With One Look, both vocally and acting-wise. I have listened to are from a an illegal audio of Patti LuPone's last performance in London. Wow. And she is giving it
0: everything mm.
1: because the r- story goes that she was very much a subdued Norma and was very quiet and tried to play the human in it. Patti and LuPone, subdued? I know, believe it or not, um, she, well, like, you know... <sighs> There's another actress who makes a lot of successful turns, quote-unquote, on the Broadway stage, who is mostly a comedian, but I just saw her do a dramatic performance two years ago, and her version of dramatic was to say everything in a monotone. Uh, but she got a rave review in the New York Times for it. Not going to say who. Y'all can figure it out your damn selves if you want to know so badly. Uh, but Patty Patti LuPone's, like idea of subdued dramatic in Sunset Boulevard was sort of the same thing. Hmm. She's like, you there. Why are you so late? But then she gets fired and she's, and she even says in her memoir, she's like, I actually became a better Norma once I got fired. She was like, I knew what rejection like that level felt like. And you can hear it in that performance, like the way she kind of she doesn't she never cracks, but she allows herself to not sound quite as controlled and pretty and so she still sounds fucking amazing because yeah. it's 1994 Patti Lepone,
0: right. and she's just got it. But she's, I don't know, she's like a little bit on the edge and it's wonderful. It's I recently wonderful. fell into a K-hole of um, next to normal bootlegs. So, sorry, K-hole? I would call them rabbit holes. What's a K-hole? Is that a drug same thing? thing? Is that a drug term, I I don't know, I've never done K. What is K? K- like K- special K? Ketamine. Oh, right? Durr. I don't know, I've actually never done it. So. Neither have I. A K-hole. Like a rabbit hole. Sure. sure. Same thing. <laughs> I might be saying the wrong phrase. Um, Aren't we all? And um, Jessica Phillips? Yeah. She was so stunning. I lo- I've, and I-, I would have been so pissed if I had gone to see Next to Normal mm-hmm. and Alice Ripley had called out. Well, so speaking of, you know, representation being accurate, Jessica Phillips
1: infamously had a terrible first performance in extra normal like i remember reading on the boards, she got ripped apart and people this were from this was from people who are were not next to normal stands like we're not upset that they missed alice ripley they were like this was objectively a bad performance but then once she got that first performance out of the way Mm. blossomed and luckily the videos that exist of her are from later on in the run when she was able to sort of breathe. breathe. And I, I don't think there's any video of her first performance, thank God, and I'm sure she's thankful for it, because the videos that do exist capture a much more thought-through and confident performance. I have only seen clips, but her vocalizations in You Don't Know, I am obsessed with. <laughs> when she goes, uh, you say you heard like me, you say that you know. Yeah. It's just so
0: clean and crystal clear. Ah. God bless America. You know Colleen Sexton is in the Dear Evan Hansen tour.
1: I did not know that. I'm assuming she plays Heidi?
0: I think she's a swing. I think she covers both moms. How dare. Well, that I makes know. sense. She's very talented. She can cover both.
1: That's really the problem when you're just so talented and you can do both. They're like, well, then you're gonna.
0: I wonder what that's like. To be so talented to be able to do both. Yeah, like um, Julie Riber. Julie Reiber. Reiber? Reiber? I don't know how to say her name. Uh, I but don't she's, know. like, that girl that, like... Always covers? Yes. I mean, there's... It's, like, so unfortunate. That must be, like, such an unfortunate um, privilege. You I, know? Yeah.
1: I know there are people who...
0: Julie Reiber? Is that how uh, say There it?
1: are people who, like, really have no objective to be famous. They just want to keep working. And so... I don't know if she's that person but like i have a few friends who have made a career out of being swings and they love it they love because it, it keeps them artistically fulfilled because they're always on their toes figuring out what they're going to do next and they're like i have no desire to lead a show um like i just really like kind of uh working and, and trying out different things and sometimes like as a swing they do get to go on for the lead from time to time but they're like i don't like the pressure that comes from leading a broadway musical out of the gate you know mm-hmm. um but, I mean, I don't know what that mentality is like, because I was born to lead.
0: <laughs> Billy, I beg to differ with you. What what do you mean? You're the top. Yeah? You're an arrow collar. You're the top. You're a Coolidge
1: dollar. Are there any productions that don't have bootlegs that you would like to, that you wish did? Oh, uh, uh, that's a really good question. I ask good questions. I'm very smart. Um... I give good questions. Also, you were probably the first guest we've had where I like make bad sexual innuendo jokes and you don't get uncomfortable. You're just sort of like, yeah, okay, whatever.
0: I'm, I'm, just, pre- I'm just used to it. <laughs> when
1: you look like I do, you're just used to people making sexual puns. No, I, I prefer to be treated like an annoying fly that's just sort of like, yeah, okay, whatever. Whatever, Bethany. Say what you need to say.
0: Bethany. Um, I don't know. I wish that I had thought about that prior. Well, okay then. Because I, f- I feel like... Conversation over. I... It took me a really long time to find a bootleg of Bridges of Madison County, mm-hmm. which I saw it twice. I saw it in Williamstown, and then I saw it on Broadway.
1: Ooh. Yeah, I saw it in Williamstown when there were like three or four songs that got cut. Before they cut it, obviously. Wow. Yeah. Um, her sister, Francesca's sister, had a song that they cut... Um, the, the ending, I remember, got changed around. Uh, it was it was very long. It was, like, three hours.
0: Oh, I wish that I had a Broadway bootleg of Everyday Rapture. Oh. It was, like, the off-Broadway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, um... <laughs> I loved Everyday Rapture. I worked cocheck for Everyday Rapture, and... Uh, when the show closed, mm-hmm. it was the end of, like, the season at the American Airlines, and so we were all cleaning out the bars and everything, and the... I'm gonna say this on this podcast. The assistant director script was at the sound board, mm-hmm. which at the American Airlines is, like, in the orchestra. Yeah. So they were doing the strike, and I walked by a few times, and I saw the script was there, and so I fucking stole that script. So... I have the binder. Oh my God. And it's like the script is like Microsoft word. And then like little like sentences here and there, like when they would make tweaks, but there's also, cause his name was Austin. So when he would notate for, what's his name? Michael Mayer was the doctor. So he would, so Michael Mayer would say a note and Austin would write it down. So there are notes for Sherry in the script that's amazing on little like white pieces of paper mhm like she had to be oh, touching her buttons when she says I've never been good at with buttons mm-hmm. um and also there was a contact sheet a contact sheet mhm so you have uh, certain contact information it ends up that we ended up be- like being social with Sharon and Scott later so sure. it's fine but but it was that's a little scandalous to start off that way yeah, yeah, you're. Just, I mean, that's you. You're. So if anyone wants to mount uh, Everyday Rapture, you have you have the
1: I have the material ready.
0: Is that a, call you Carolee Carmelo
1: because you are Scandalous? Oh God, we've talked about we t- we have talked about that. I was
0: at fucking opening night Woo! of Scandalous. I was at the third preview, so Woof. there wasn't any, but I had heard nothing about the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. and oh my God, like the moment it starts. The moment. a curtain comes up and they're all standing there yeah. and you're like, wait, what? So like, did you see the Cats
1: movie? I did. Okay. I don't know how you felt, but I saw it with a friend and we both like turned to each other. Like the, from the moment that movie started, we turned to each other and we went, this is all wrong. Yeah, but you would expect, I mean,
0: you would expect I mean, that, right?
1: From yeah, but like we, I mean, I think we were expecting the film to like, not be immediately wrong. Like I think oh. we expected it to, because there's the overture, and we thought maybe the overture was going to be some credits or something. We didn't know really what to expect, and the moment it began, we're like, "Oh, this is this yeah. is wrong." Uh, and Scandalous was one of those shows for uh, yeah. me. Uh, th- there are very few Broadway musicals now where it's just like so bafflingly terrible. Usually, I'm just like, "You're boring and I hate you," yeah. uh, or like, "You're lazy and I hate you." But Scandalous was like bafflingly
0: terrible. I'm really glad that I saw it, though, Mm -hmm. because I feel like it was such a miss. Such a miss. What Broadway show have you seen more times than anything else? Fun Home. I've seen Fun Home once at the public and six times on Broadway. Um, Do you know that I was at the performance at the public when the kitchen caught on fire? No. And they canceled the show? Literally, literally, (laughs) literally, the dad steps out into traffic. Yeah. And then there's vamping, and uh-huh. then it's the final number, right? Yeah. Okay, he steps into traffic, and, like, Beth Malone is pushing the table down, uh-huh. and there's vamping. Yeah. And then, like, sirens start happening, alarms start yeah. happening. And then, like, both other Allisons walk out on stage, I guess? Mm-hmm. Cause, yeah. Yeah, because that's the... It's the and they were like, attention, attention, everyone has to leave the theater. So we all stood outside, and it was winter. Yeah for like 10 minutes, and then they called the show. But it had extended like four or five times already, mm-hmm. so that was the final extension. Yeah. And there were two more performances left. Oh, my God. So... They couldn't do anything. So then... But we went back on Broadway. Yeah. I mean, that sucks, but...
1: uh Wait, I, So it you was...
0: saw Joe's Pub once, and then you saw... Not six... Joe's Pub, uh,
1: the Newman. Yeah, I saw it at the Newman once, and then I saw it six times on Broadway. I saw Sidney Lucas... So when I saw it at the public, Alexandra Socha was still Medium Allison. Right. And then my friend Emily replaced her and then did it on Broadway. And that was fun. And I saw it. I saw their final Broadway preview. I saw it like three weeks later just because I did standing room because I just had to. And then my grandmother really wanted to see it. So I took her. And then I saw it the night before the Tony Awards. And then I saw it two more times uh later on in the run to take my best friend and then to take two other friends who wanted to see it oh my god <laughs> yeah so I mean, no problems with it like for me, I am not a super fan in that way I don't stage door anymore Ooh. um so I'm not I don't care to see something multiple multiple times uh only if I think something's like really special will I see it again because, Sadly, I think that's rare on Broadway these days to see something that's so unique and wonderful. Like I saw the Color Purple revival with Cynthia three times. I saw Violet three times. Um, they just affected me deeply. But I also saw Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf with Tracy Letts twice. I saw Doll's House Part Two twice. I saw um, Vanya, Sonia, Masha, and Spike twice. But I also saw sometimes if like there's a casting change, I'll go see it. So like Color Purple, I saw a third time because Heather Headley was in the cast. Right. Uh, vanya sonya masha and spike i saw a second time because uh julie white had joined the cast right. and billy uh billy magnuson was about to leave and i was like if i'm gonna see julie white i want it with billy magnuson because he was so need good. to see that body need to see that body yaddy yadi. uh what's the show you've seen the most i i we
0: is it anastasia or something i didn't see Anastasia. i saw a bootleg of anastasia that's all you need wait no i saw a bootleg when i was in hartford and i was like oh i don't think i need to see this in person yeah. I mean, I don't want to shade anybody that liked it, but no, you didn't. You did Um, not need to see it. I saw Sister Act three times, but I'll explain. Okay. (laughs) So I went to the same boarding school as Patina Miller. So when she got that job in the UK, Uh I positioned her as a person in my life that like, oh my God, anything is possible. Yeah. And so it was like, very important to me. So when it transferred, um, I went to it was I think it was the second preview mm-hmm. And then um, our friend was covering um, the meek nun. So mm-hmm. when she went on, we went to see that mm-hmm. And then uh, I went to the closing night. Okay, so then I saw Raven Simone. How was she? raven uh, Simone, yeah. She's, like, really funny, you know? Yeah. Wait, what have you seen at Lincoln Center? Like, at the Oh, at the archives? library? The first one was, surprise, surprise, Carousel. Uh, which, that was my first
1: exposure to actually watching it, because... What did you
0: say your reason was? Well, I didn't
1: have a card yet, so, I mean, not to, like... Toot my own horn. But my grandfather, when he was alive, was an entertainment lawyer, and he represented a lot of writers. And his best friend was Jerry Bach, who wrote the music for Fiddler and Tree. And I fell back in love with Carousel in college. I came across the Lincoln Center cast recording and just like head over heels. It was love at first listen. And I had mentioned wanting to go to Lincoln Center at one point to watch a video of something. And I was like, I, I would love to watch that production. Just everything I've read just seems so amazing. It just sounds so great. The photos look beautiful. And my grandfather uh, emailed me the next day and he was like, I was in, it was my freshman year of college. He's like, when you get back for winter break, uh, give me the exact date. Jerry's going to get you like a special pass to just watch it. Wow. So you don't have to give a reason. You don't have to have a card. You're just going to go and say your name. Um, so I didn't give them a reason. But that was my first one and it's beautiful. And then I watched, I always just say, researching purposes plus yeah, i right have so. this and i have this pod so i i always say like i i do a podcast and i'm i want to discuss it so i saw carousel i saw a kiss of the spider woman mm-hmm. i saw showboat the hell prince showboat mm-hmm. the one that's like five hours long i saw um <sighs> what else did i see i saw a lot of stuff recently well i saw natasha richardson in cabaret but i saw a lot of stuff last season cause I wanted to see every Tony nominee, like absolutely every single one. So mm-hmm. like I saw King Kong cause they were nominated for like lighting design. And I saw King Lear cause Ruth Wilson was nominated. But, so I went to the library and I watched, um, Bernhard Hamlet. I watched, uh, the Waverly gallery with Elaine May, which was, she was breathtaking. Uh, yeah. Like probably the best stage performance I've seen. And it wasn't even, I didn't even see it live on stage. Oh, God. I feel like there was one more and I'm, that I'm missing. Those are the ones that come to mind. What I saw you? Great Gardens there, uh, and that I was at closing night of that on
0: Broadway. Holy shit! Holy shit. There, are, there are a couple of really tremendous uh, YouTube clip, like mm-hmm. full uh, full show. Another Winter. Uh huh. Oh my well, god! Well, there's a bootleg of it at Playwrights, which is fantastic. Yeah, and then there's a bootleg With of Sarah it. Gettelfinger. Sarah Gettlefinger. Sarah
1: Gettlefinger, and then there's a bootleg of it uh, on Broadway, and it's not like not great quality. It's like from the orchestra looking up but it's the whole show and they're all just
0: amazing. I, so I, I did see that at Lincoln Center uh-huh. and I was like sobbing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: every time I watch Lego movie, I cry. I I've never Jonathan seen that. There's a twist in it plot wise and there's a scene with Will Ferrell and his son and every time the scene happens, I cry.
0: Oh. I won't. I will, I will say no more because I want you to see it. But so Grey Gardens, anything else? I saw the Patty Gypsy there because I didn't see it in person. Okay.
1: Anything else? Just Patty and, and Christine? I think that's all I've seen there. Were you preparing yourself for Warpaint? So you need to see their two Tony winning performances.
0: No, that's really ironic. No. No,
1: that's just that's where my brain went because I'm a fagot. Did you see Warpaint? I did indeed. Not good. They both sounded phenomenal. That's the best thing I can say about it. Um... Is there any is there any words of caution
0: you would give people when it comes to pursuing bootlegs? Like in terms of how to view them, how to appreciate them? Oh, I'm not getting entangled in that. I'm not advising anyone to do anything. Oh. But, if if, but we, I think this was lost. Uh-huh. But we, <laughs> so much has been lost. We were discussing earlier that like my history of bootlegs was like purchasing mm-hmm. VHSs and DVDs. And now, like, you can find them on Reddit. You can find them with secret yeah. hidden titles on YouTube. Or what's that other website? Um, there's, like, movie bootlegs, too. Um, oh, um, what's not the- Couch Tuner. I mean, mm. There's There's Couch Tuner. There's Flickster. There's... It's
1: like,
0: I can't think of what it's... called. There's, like, you can find them online. Yeah. I don't know. Don't get caught. Yeah, don't get don't caught. Don't do a podcast talking about it. Uh, whoops.
1: Sorry about it. I mean, we did... Melanie and I did a whole episode about Broadway World, and they didn't shut us down, so... Did you get heat? We got a a thread about us, um, and I got dragged for saying um a lot, which I do, and I try to be better about it, but I'm human and I slip. I said um just recently, and then another person who said, they didn't say anything about the boards that I don't already know, which, you know, fuck off, and then... Another person was like, well, you know, for anyone who doesn't know anything about the boards, I thought it was a very informative episode. And I said, thank you for that. And then someone got my name wrong and I got mad. What? How? They just said I was they called me Mike. And then when I uh. made a joke about it in a later episode, they went back to the thread and they're like, sorry, Mark. And then John was like, I'm pretty sure that person's trolling. Waka waka. Waka waka. He's like, I'm pretty sure that person's
0: trolling you. And I said, probably. So it's fine. It's fine. Um oh I wish that there was I wish that I could see a bootleg of Spider-Man 1.0. Oh. I saw that. I saw in that in person. I saw that in person and you want to know something terrible?
1: Nothing went wrong the night I saw it. And I'm not oh, asking for like that's in- so sad. I was not asking for injuries, but like the show didn't stop. There was no halting of anything. I'm like I saw a curious incident and that show stopped. I saw um I saw another show that had to like take a pause for a second. Oh, Groundhog Day. I saw Groundhog Day and they had to make a pause. Uh so it was disappointing to see Spider-Man and have it go smoothly because then it was just boring. I saw
0: Spider-Man a couple of times too. Why? Because friends were in it. Yeah. Um, oh, I got to go to the dress rehearsal when they replaced the cast of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And they stopped a couple of times and that was so cool. Yeah? Did you see Harry Potter? I did indeed. Tell me more about when it stopped. Well, you know, they um, the original company were, like, Brits and a couple yeah. of Americans. And then when they left, they had been rehearsing for, like, two full months yeah. a, an entirely new company. Mm-hmm. So there were, like, three cast members that stayed. Mm-hmm. So they had to, like, close off, like, a day or two to tech the whole new company. Yeah. And so they did, like, a dress for their friends. And we knew someone, so we got to go. And there was an issue... With, like, a sound thing with, like, the suitcases Mm -hmm. choreography in the beginning of the show. Yeah. Yeah, I I guess. Yeah. Something uh, happened with the sound. It was a... Something happened with the sound, and so then they had to... The stage manager had to call it uh to go back to the top of the queue. And then it was relatively smooth the whole time. And then when Hermione gets... The Dementor attacks her. I don't remember that. It might be in the second play. Okay. It's, it's when the Dementors come down and they have to be hooked on to the people that are flying. Yes, 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 yes. So she couldn't get the clasp right. and it was taking a little while. Mm-hmm. And then some like stagehands came out in robes. Like mm-hmm. they just like walked out to try to cover <laughs> to like, so yeah. that she could come off. Um, but that was just so cool. Yeah. To like have that opportunity because it's so theater magic. Yeah to be like anything could go wrong at any moment Mm -hmm. and then i can like see how they do this oh yeah i was
1: very close to the stage when i saw harry potter so there were a lot of things where i could see what was happening it didn't stop my enjoyment
0: i i still loved it i don't know anything about harry potter at all I, i haven't seen the movies i haven't read the books so the play was like i'm so you're probably confused as fuck well it's like I don't know who anyone is, but it's yeah. like fine. They give, I mean, they give you some basic information
1: in the playbill, to, so that way you can sort of connect the dots. But there's a lot of stuff. We didn't get playbills. <laughs> oh, because right, it was in dress rehearsal. Um, that's really unfortunate. I'm actually currently rereading the series right now. I'm in the middle of book five. It's just, it's wonderful.
0: Why, why aren't you reading it? Why haven't you read it? I started the first one, like, when, like, book three came out, I guess. Uh-huh. And I just didn't finish it. And then I just... As an adult, the
1: first two, if you're new to it, are hard to get through. Just in the sense that it's so clearly for children. So it's not stimulating in a lot of ways. But they're very easy reads. And they're very funny. And they're sweet. And, that, and intelligent. So that's nice. Once you get to book three, if you're not invested by book three like then you can stop but i can't imagine that you wouldn't be because book three is when it starts to get darker and then book four is when people start to die and like shit gets real it's so i just think the whole thing is phenomenal who was the first person to die cedric dickory he's mentioned oh in the he's play. the blonde
0: guy no
1: that's no. draco C- uh
0: cedric-, cedric was like really hot in the yes. movies or something yes, yes it was played by
1: robert pattinson in the movie oh the twilight guy yeah yeah. Yeah, it was before Twilight. But that's like the whole thing is he was Whoa, a ca- really? he was a casualty. Uh he uh, was he didn't have to die from a game. No, so yeah, they do it's a ugh. Guys, we're talking about bootlegs. And we're getting into Harry Potter. I'm so Quidditch. sorry. It's the, Quidditch. No, it's the Triwizard Tournament in book 4 and he and Harry both grabbed the trophy at the same time. The trophy turns out to be a portkey because it was meant to be Harry that won and got transported by the portkey to to Voldemort, but Cedric came as well. They talk about that, And Voldemort kills Cedric because he's just there. He literally says, kill the spare. And then he kills him. Um, or actually Wormtail kills him with Voldemort's wand. And that's like, it's the beginning of things getting very dark because at that point, nobody has died, or at least nobody who is a major character in the book had died. And it's the first murder that Harry sees. It's the first like Hogwarts student to die. And it just turns everything around. And it's the beginning of the uh, rise of the Death Eaters again. And so they do bring it up in, in the plays because they're like, if Cedric Diggory didn't win or Cedric Diggory did not get to the Triwizard Cup, then everything would be fine. Right. But then I don't remember all the details. I just remember like they'd go back and somehow like by doing by changing it so Cedric doesn't win the Triwizard Tournament, he eventually becomes a Death Eater. It's
0: all very... I don't know. Gobbledegook. Did you like the play though? Oh, I loved it. Did you see Beauty and the Beast? When I was four. Ah. Oh. I know, and I went backstage and everything because I know people. You know who I think is a really thrilling um, a change in me. Who? Annalise Vanderpool. Yes. Have you watched a bootleg of? Of course I have. <laughs> it's so like forward and over enunciated, but I mean, it's so good. She is. <sighs> She her bell is the kind of bell where it's like classic <laughs> that girl,
1: you know, where it's like very talented but just consonants for days to the point that you're just like, Okay, calm down, Bethany. It really is. Calm down, Bethany. And but like the voice is just so fantastic that you just you know, you're you're fine. You're fine with it. Um I've i been on a Mary Poppins kick lately because I had to review the cast albums. So I've just been finding there's a bootleg of Laura Michelle Kelly doing it in London and then Aurora Spider-Woman has a video of her doing it on Broadway and her voice is just godsend. And I I've listened to Ashley Brown do it in another yeah. bilingual recording. And Ashley Brown is this phenomenal belter, but like Mary Poppins voice she is not, especially when you compare it to Laura Michelle Kelly where she's just like ah oh, my voice just lives here. Yeah, Ashley Brown's bell is like phenomenal. Yeah, well, and you can be very talented at one thing and like be able to do another, but it maybe isn't like as natural for you. So, like, I don't think Laura Michelle Kelly could belt home the way that, that Ashley Brown did. But the way that Laura Michelle Kelly could just like go from chest to mix to head and back again was so fluid and like effortless. And Ashley Brown was a little more like, this takes a little more effort from me. Uh, which is nothing wrong with, but just you know. It's isn't it weird how they changed that nightmare and Mary to make Thomas? it less scary for the yeah, kids? Yeah, isn't because that so interesting? It is. Well, I mean, you know, Americans are are weak, <laughs> and we don't like to scare our children like we used to. What happened to America? We used to like to scare our children. Hey, let's not get into that. I know, but I mean, you look at Snow White. That queen is fucking scary. Oh yeah, what's her name? The Evil Queen. The Evil Queen. <laughs> she don't have no name. I'm not sorry, subtle. Trey. This is Disney. If we can help but we try not to give our female characters names. Okay. Right, you love Disney. I don't have that I don't, much. I don't have like any attachment. No, I don't love love Disney. I love specific movies from Disney. Um, mostly Renaissance because childhood, you know. So we should have things up uh, because even though for you guys this probably seems like a short episode, Trey has actually now been in my apartment for almost three hours, just doing take after take after take. And yes, we are checking it again. It's, everything <laughs> is still good. Everything is still good. Um, thank you for your patience, kind sir. It's been wonderful to have you here. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: Trey, where can people find you on the on the webs? oh if you're so inclined to follow me after this conversation as well you should be this has been great everything is just my name trey gerald there's two r's in gerald yes and it's a g G g-e-r-r-a-l-d and trey is t-r-e-y if you want to find me i only have insta uh i'm
1: so sorry guys i don't post are you on facebook i'm on facebook yeah but no don't don't don't, i don't do twitter i think Twitter's garbage don't friend me on facebook guys that is for friends and family um, just, you know, I, I appreciate it. I've had a couple people friend me who I don't know who've like DM'd me. I'm like, I will listen to the pod. I'm like, great. Um, no, 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 no. Not that like Facebook is all that personal. Just, you know, like my mom's on and my grandma's on it, And I don't really, I don't feel comfortable with that. Instagram I'm more uncomfortable with, especially because like, I don't post on it that often. It's mostly about the podcast or it's like whatever show I saw. Um, I don't know. I've been I've been working out some more, so maybe I'll start posting some thirst pics. I don't yeah. know. Now that I'm like now that I'm down to like a 28-inch pant, you know. I'm just I think I should just I should start letting the country and the world
0: know That's about really it. That's really little.
1: Trey, I'm a bird. I'm a little skinny. <laughs> I'm a little skinny bird. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs>
0: Point the, Well, no. Feed the bird. Feed
1: the birds. Uh Trey, who would you like to have us close out tonight on this on this episode of episodes? Broadway diva
0: um Christine Ebersole singing Another Winter I don't think we can do that I think we've already had her let me check no a live version the yeah. bootleg of her singing ah, Has we done that already? no well we've done we have done
1: one bootleg close out before and it's not quite as thrilling how about Raven from Brooklyn Raven from Brooklyn Ramona Kella Ramona Kella um I'm down for that have you speaking of bootlegs have you seen her Laurel in Dreamgirls? There's a video of her doing Ain't No Party, and my god, that oh, woman really? can sing. That woman can sing. Um, I'm fine with Ramona Kella. I was, I'd be okay with Christine Ebersole in Great Gardens bootleg. Just like, when you listen to it, it's not as... Something you have to missing. see the water in her eyes. You really do. Like, we closed out with Lonnie Ackerman doing Vita and it just wasn't as thrilling. Uh, unless you're like, you have to watch but it. you have to do a bootleg.
0: That's what this was all about. So but how that, about. But they're illegal. Uh, <laughs> that's the whole point they're illegal we could do a bootleg like, it's fine um, just do Raven from Brooklyn because it's random okay Raven from Brooklyn with Miss Ramona Kelly or Kel- Keller. Keller when she holds the
1: really long note yes 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 uh, alright in that case guys this has been Broadway Breakdown I am Matt Koplick you're Trey Gerald uh, and until next time guys
0: this is Ramona this is Raven yeah Anything? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. No <laughs> recording devices during this performance. No. Thank you guys. Bye. See you